0: Welcome to this episode of Dice and Dish. It's me, Sparks Valentine, and I'm joined with Foxfire. Hi. And Erica, Nerdy Yogi. Hello. Let's get on to our topics for this week's episode. Go ahead and roll that beautiful, funky dice, Erica.
1: It's foxes.
2: Of course it's fun. Of course. Uh, okay. Well, so my topic this week is what creature is each one of us? What do we see each other as? or And ourselves, really. And besides that, what's our favorite? So, start with what I think I am. I think I would probably be a fairy or otherwise some other type of fae. Just because I'm chaotic naturally in my life. I joke a lot, even on things that should not be a joking matter, which is uh, what I feel like is a telltale sign of a fae. For Sparks, um, she he is probably going to uh, kick my tail for this one, but honestly, just the characters that Sparks plays, I can't help but think he's got a little bit of a succubus type thing going. He's always got the big titties, the beautiful woman that is really smart, really clever, and always has the sex appeal. Have to go with Succubus for Sparks for just that reason.
0: Yes, 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 mm-hmm, 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 yes. Mm-hmm.
2: And Erica, Nerdy Yogi. So you were a lot harder for me to decide and you're probably going to laugh at me when I say this, but I think you would probably fall more into a lich, and that is not because you're evil or anything like that, but because you're very smart, very organized, and you plan things out a lot, which is a telltale thing for a lich, I feel like. Because they're very smart, and if you like go with, go off of lore and go off of the way that they play, they plan stuff out to a T if you play them right. So that's why I pick that for Erica.
1: It may be weird choices, but that's what I see. Thoughts? Sparks, you want me to go? You want to go?
0: Uh, you go ahead.
1: Um, Thoughts? Uh, I appreciate that because uh, smart is, there's been lots of words used to describe me, but intelligent usually isn't one of them. So I, do, I sure do appreciate that. Um, no, I actually considered it like, um, I considered a hag for myself because I I love hags, but it's kind of funny that you went that way because I was thinking more, it's not that I'm evil and stuff like that, but I honestly, like, sometimes I think being like Dexter, you know, you know, the Dexter route, it's like, well, you know, there's magic and stuff what's a couple of souls of evil beings that you take you know
0: you're gonna be a serial killer that kills serial killers
1: oh yeah or like pedophiles and rapists and, but i'm a lich i take their souls and, <laughs> and i live forever and then i help everyone else who's like a good citizen and like who is you know what i mean like you go the dexter route with a lich
2: why does that sound like what you tried to turn Striga into?
1: Well, because that was kind of was. the idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, the succubus—I totally. That's the first thing that popped in my mind for for Sparks, and then I rethought it because I was like, hmm, I don't know. I feel like this one fits in fits in better, and you'll find mine out here in a minute, Sparks.
0: Uh. Definitely, yes, for me, the succubus. I have actually played a succubus in a campaign before, so that's uh, very nice. Your fairy, 100%. Yes, I could see it. That chaotic nature and the lich for Erica. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. She played a real mm-hmm. good lich. A real good lich in that uh, school campaign, so I would. I would agree with all the choices I would agree I would agree with your choices they please me
1: I want to know why with the lich I I get I get foxes but I want to know why you think this evil undead choice because they're not always evil best for me they
0: don't always have to be evil it's just the way you make them and how you play them but the the whole, the planning things out is very much something that, as Fox said, that comes to mind. It's, you know, you have, you have that. And obviously you'll hear my choices when it gets to my turn with it. But like you're, that, that planning is honestly like what makes it very, very much stick.
1: Fair. I'm a planner.
0: You very, yeah. And that's how we have two planners on this podcast.
1: And I'm, gonna, them is me. I'm gonna roll to see if you tell yours or I tell mine. Okay, oh, you're gonna oh, be one or two, and roll. three, I'll re roll. It was one.
0: So who is one? Because I was both one and two.
1: Oh, fuck. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Yeah, really intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> Proving your her point here, actually. She's, she's trying She's I mean, trying
0: to I sabotage your choice. Trying to sabotage your choice.
1: I see that.
2: Uh, <laughs> but the planning part still sticks.
1: It Yeah, there was a plan in there. It was just um, <laughs> It was real bulletproof. Sparks is one, and I'm two. Three is a re-roll. It's a three, so it's a re-roll. So, Sparks, you go. You get to dish yours first.
0: Okay, cool. So... I think that fox is one hundred percent a displacer beast that's that was the first thing that came to mind was I displacer that as well. was a displacer really? beast because danger kitty
2: yeah. oh my god
0: <laughs> not not because not because of your cat your villain cat but just because you really do like cats. And you always have kitties attacking you and displace their piece always travel in packs, so I know unless you're like out at my apartment, you're gonna have your kitties around you, so you travel in a pack and also cute but vicious
1: you're not wrong cute, <laughs> not wrong.
0: cute. exactly don't exactly oh
1: look, look at the baby
0: and the fur baby the pure blackness of fine. the kitty cat, but uh. Well, That's why I, like, 100% displaced her beast, hands down, danger kitty. Okay. And then, Erica, I, like, thought for you kind of like an elemental of some sort. Just because you very much like nature, kind of like an earth or like a water elemental, you're very much like a like a nature person, you like to be outside, you like to be in nature, you like to be on the water. So like one of those like elementals, like I kind of, that was like my first thought for you was one of those elementals, like maybe like, like, maybe, like maybe fire and stone too. But like the main ones that I saw were like earth and water, like. Like those elementals. And then for myself, I was 100% on with the succubus train, but, uh, I honestly kind of think like I would be maybe like a dragon of sorts because of the hoard, like to hoard my things, like to have my, like have like shiny pretty things. You are so, a collector. Yeah, I am very much a collector, so yeah. it's one of those like I see thing I like, I want. I just don't have I underlings t- to, I just don't have underlinks to pay for my things. So not yet. Not yet. Mm.
1: You can always PayPal us. <laughs> <laughs> we have a, at Dice and Dish. At Dice and Dish, we have you a PayPal. Check it out on our link tree. It's a tip jar grow uh, the horde.
0: Those are Come my grow choices. Grow our horde. Exactly. I will totally not spend that money on other statues. Totally not.
1: We will totally spend that money to go to cons and meet people and not help Sparks grow their collection of statues of big anime titty
0: bitches. Not an issue. I don't have an issue, okay? <laughs> but what are your thoughts on my choices?
2: You want to go, Erica?
1: Sure. Um, I, I, like I said, I considered the Displacer Beast for Fox. Um, That was the first creature I thought of. But then I chose something different because I felt like, I don't know, I guess that's more of how I see her. And I think that's kind of the way I did it. I built them the way I see you. Um, But the Secubus thing, like I said, I considered it, but I felt like there was something else. For you sparks, the elemental I think is cool. um I did think of a mermaid for myself, but i I would want to be more of like um maybe like a vicious mermaid, you know, um, like a really hideous one, but she like i don't know you want
0: to be more of like the siren, yeah, like in maybe like Greek mythology she looks
1: pretty, but she's awesome, but she's hideous, but the idea of being water elemental, I do like that too because that could be cool. I like the elemental yeah. idea. For sure, cuz I then I could just go hang out on the elemental plane of water and see all kinds of cool stuff. Do you imagine what lives in there? That'd be so cool.
0: Yeah, and shape yourself into a mermaid.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect. For sure. Perfect. Perfect. Throw some uh, stuff, you know, on you. Yeah. Uh, sand dollars and seaweed wraps. Yeah. All right. Oops. Yeah, Sorry, what are I can,
0: your opinions?
2: I can definitely see the elemental for Erica. You do love the outdoors and it seems like anytime it's not raining and not freezing, you're outside more than you're inside. So I could definitely see some type of elemental or or a nature spirit of sorts. But um for me, I I'm not going to lie, Displacer Beast threw me off. I mean, it's still kind of... I believe they're... No, they're monstrosities, aren't they?
1: I believe so, yeah.
2: I was going to say, I think they're still fake, but I don't think they are. But that did throw me off, I'm not going to lie. I still don't really get how we got that for me, but uh, I could
1: have gotten so much worse. It's well, not a bad t- thing. For me, I I think there's a trickery... When, other than that beast, like, I don't... I consider them very cunning beasts. You have some beasts, or, like, and I guess I shouldn't say beasts, monstrosities, um, that are... I mean, they are cunning in a way, um, but I feel like there's a lot of tactics with it, and, like, Sparks had said, like, there is a group, and it is, like, cute kitty, and, like, that more animal vibe. I get that with you. Um... And so that's kind of why I thought of it. Like, there's a little bit of chaotic with them, but they're they're cute and cuddly if you, you know, can somehow get close enough without it trying to eat you. You know,
2: I, like I said, I'm not I'm not mad about it. It's
1: You're just cute, but
2: dangerous.
0: Cute, but deadly. You
1: could be
2: deadly. And yes, could definitely see a dragon for you, Sparks, except I definitely still see the succubus more. I thought about you being like a, a dragon. Like a mixture.
0: Like a mixture. Yeah,
2: definitely
1: thought about you being a dragon, but. Like a really to... sexy dragon.
0: Yes, I'm, hey, I am I am the a dragon. dragon from Shrek. <laughs> I'm the dragon from Shrek. Oh
1: my god. You have like a bunch of donkeys that worship you and go yes. and do stuff for you? Yes. <laughs> Kobolds that ride donkeys? Oh yes, yes. God. Oh my gosh. gosh.
0: Alright, on to your picks, yeah.
1: Um, for Ashley, I picked a Katsune <laughs> that specializes in healing. Um, because of more of the animalistic part of it. I just feel that with you, like, I don't know. Um, and it's an aesthetic I know you like and you enjoy. And then the healing aspect of it, I guess it's because, like, when I think of you as a person, and this is on a personal level, I look at you like you're one of the nicest, sweetest, most caring people I know. And so, when I think about healers, that's kind of how I see them as well. Aww. So, I built you as a kitsune who specializes in healing. <laughs> Aww. So. um, sparks. <laughs> Don't don't need jerk reaction to this because it could be taken a negative way, but it's not. I made you a tiefling. <laughs> because I think tieflings are beautiful and they are sexy. So there's a sex appeal there. But I also made it to where you were some type of royalty. Or you work in some type of like the the governmental courts like ruling. I can see you in throne rooms and making decisions and that tables that are that are of great magnitude and uh just having uh you know like an opinion people are willing to when you walk in a room then like people feel like when you say something it's worth being heard
0: yes yes i approve yes yes
1: Okay. Because when I wrote down in government, I was like, a lot of people think that people are in government or, like, it's a bad thing. But then I was like, but I don't think so all the time. There's good people as well as bad. So. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, For myself, I wrote down a uh, fairy barbarian that is more of a tribal sort of (laughs) fairy (laughs) who can wield a giant weapon. Somehow. Because that's who I want to be. Do you want to elaborate on that a little bit further? On why I'm you identify thinking, with
2: a vicious fairy barbarian?
1: I would, because, like, I'm thinking, like, this is us in, like, D&D land. Like, I'm in D&D land. Who am I going to be? In small D&D land, mighty. I would love... Huh?
0: Small but mighty.
1: A small but mighty. Um, I don't know. Like, I think being a a warrior... Fairy that can like has a little bit trickster to her. She also can like she's on the front lines and you know kicking ass. I think that's cool. And she's like aesthetically fairy, but she's kind of like a little bit Viking at the same time.
0: Okay, yeah, I
2: don't know. I guess I could see that a little bit. Uh, Sparks, do you want to make your comments first or do you want me to?
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, I 100% see the kitsune for Fox. Because that is their brand, 100%. And being the healer, like, majoring, like, in healing, like, yes, I could see that 100%. Ashley, you, Fox, you are the nicest person I think anybody could meet. We haven't seen your evil side yet, so. You
2: don't want to.
0: And we're going to try to keep it that way, (laughs) so. But, yeah, I do agree with Erica. You are probably one of the nicest people that I've ever met. You're always there to help, always there to make sure everybody's okay, make sure everybody's good. Uh, the tiefling for me, 100%, I've played so many tieflings. I was, yep, mm-hmm. And in some form of power, it's very dangerous. But, uh, no, I could 100% see that, though. And then you as a fairy barbarian, I was like, mm-hmm. as soon as you go fairy, and then you go, you kept going. I was like, barbarian with a giant ass weapon, yeah. <laughs> because if a weapon is magical, it should shrink to your size.
1: That's exactly right. That and is always my answer. And when you go to hit,
0: no. when you go to hit, it just turns bigger as it swings down. That's what it should that. do,
1: but maybe it could be. Well, fun no, like just that so,
0: way. well, no, just so that way you still have that damage because I know some people could be like, well, then if it shrinks down to your size, the damage could go lower, and you're like, well, that just defeats the whole purpose of having that big ass weapon. So it's like,
2: I mean, and that's where you just it... respond with its magic.
0: Exactly.
1: exactly. Exactly. And it's also like this is fun. Like I get in, and that's like a whole like raw conversation that we definitely could have about like equipment Um, but like if if being a fairy I don't see how as being a fairy versus being a Goliath gives me an advantage to using a two handed weapon what am I going to get as a fairy that makes me wielding a two handed weapon so OP that I can't do it Take away with my fucking wings. Don't let me fly, and that's fine with me. That's that's always been my response. Makes sense. I will. I will. I just want that like that image of it. I like the imagery in my mind of of her, but that's a discussion for a different day. So, <laughs>
0: uh Fonks, your opinions.
2: So. I really have trouble seeing you as a barbarian, Erica, even though I know you enjoy playing that class. Just because I personally just see you as a smart planning person. So I just have trouble seeing specifically barbarian. If you said fighters can be smart. Not usually are they smart. They can be, but they aren't usually played that way. And that's why I have trouble seeing her. Being that I just see uh, Erica as being a tactician more than a run and smash things, which is how barbarians are typically viewed.
1: Yeah.
2: But that is very in line with you, Erica, because I know you love barbarians and you love fairies, so it's very in line with you. The tiefling for Sparks, I think, was spot on because that is the type of person that Sparks gives off i mean very smart very cunning has got that sex appeal so i could definitely definitely see that for sparks it's kind of why i chose succubus i went more the mm-hmm. monster route you went more the human route yeah as for myself well i've played kitsune's in the past they are extremely fun to play i love the mythology behind them and i almost chose that for myself but i chose fairy <laughs> uh, so definitely, I think it's spot on. And as far as the healer thing, I mean, every time I play a character, generally, if they have access to a healing spell, I will take it just for the pure fact of the matter that I don't want to be in the middle of combat and end up alone. That's true. It's valid.
1: I have one request. Can y'all Which like? it happen
2: to me in a campaign? Once improvise. Once Why go
1: pa- to the bathroom? <laughs> or could we just pause the recording and on to our next topic that would be your sparks
0: all right all right so my topic is technology at the table pros and cons of technology at the table So you can come at it from like a player standpoint, or you can come at it from like a DM standpoint, your thoughts kind of on both of that. So I can go first. I would say the pros for a player is you don't have to have as much stuff out at one time. So, like, if you're, like, a player and you, let's say, you use, like, pencil and paper, you're going to have, like, multiple sheets of paper for your character. You're going to have the dreaded pencil marks when you have to erase something, which is something that I hate. The perfectionist in me does not like that. So, that is a pro, like, pro for technology, like, You don't have as much, like, look, okay, not everybody is like that, but I am. So, with, like, having, like, the technology, you can pull up spells super easily. Uh, You can kind of check something if you need to check what an ability does. You can look it up real fast. It also, another pro that, like, I kind of see for it is you, it can bring connectiveness, like, people together. Like, We kind of touched on this in like another episode, but like playing online, technology gives you the option to be able to play with other people to be able to play online, to be able to kind of stay connected in that sense. The cons, it can be kind of pricey if you want to do an all technology, like if you want to do an all technology like thing for, especially for any role playing game. You can have people get distracted by lots of things on if they have technology. And on point of the bringing people together, it can also kind of put up a shield between people as well. Like you're just always looking at this and you're not looking at anything else. You're just looking at your character's things instead of trying to engage with the group and be More in the scene, so that kind of goes with the distractions a little bit. But that's kind of my kind of like my pros and cons. My main pro is though is not having pencil marks. You get to have that. It's a perfect. The iPad is the tabletop RPGs perfection. Do you want me to go
1: first? Okay. You're one. I'm too. those are mine those are let's go so on to fine. y'all who wants to you go, go first. first all
2: right well I definitely agree that there are a lot of both pros and cons I agree with you on the pencil mark the like two times I've used paper sheets hey, it bothered me it bothered me so much but also like when going to online so I use D&D beyond for my stuff i find it so much easier and even though you have to pay to have as many characters as i have which is almost 200 on there yes i make npcs and characters on there leave me alone but it is very convenient it's very easy to build a character no pencil marks no pencil marks it's very easy to just Press something and go exactly where you need to go and see exactly what you need to see. Now they've even added where you can just click a button and roll the dice on there, which does not feel anywhere near as good as rolling real dice, but it may be a more affordable option for someone who can't afford to be a dice dragon. So technology can be really great in that aspect, especially for the DM. I'm going to be very honest when I've DM'd, the best possible thing was sitting, having either my laptop or my tablet and having like five different or more tabs open of just random things I was looking at. Monster stats, uh, my plan notes, all of those things I had up as well as if I was playing online, the battle map. And or discord or whatever I was using at the time. But point is, it made it much easier than having, and I've done both, than having a book of notes and a physical book to have to flip through. It was just much more convenient. Now, it doesn't feel anywhere near as nice as having a physical book, but the convenience is so much easier, especially if you're going to, like, cons or anything like that. It's much easier to carry your phone than it is to carry a bunch of books. So... Convenience is the biggest thing for me. Why it's a pro, but cons, like Spark said, distractions. I've sat at tables before where people had their phones, they were playing games, they were looking up random stuff that was completely unrelated to the. <sighs> like, we could tell horror stories about that, couldn't we, Erica? <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: I was there too. I was there. Oh, yeah. As i was also part of that
2: yeah yes i know yeah. we could all tell a horror
1: story about that but point is can't can't, can't. <laughs> we can get uh be monetized or whatever like 100
0: real quick
1: yeah uh, for
2: sure <laughs> but it is it is definitely a horror story of people looking up inappropriate things yeah um what was the other thing i was gonna say another thing that i had experienced somebody doing at a table I can't remember what it was now. But it was related to them looking up things on their phone that they shouldn't have been looking up in the middle of a table. And that's not great if you're the DM because it's like, oh, well, I guess I'm doing a really crap job if they're not engaged. Or if you're a player, it can be distracting to you. Oh, that's what it was. Person was drawing at the table, which I'm an artist. I love to draw, and there's a bunch of stuff I need to do, but I try to limit that. I don't try to do it at the table i feel like it's disrespectful
1: i know i saw it too yeah
2: yeah but (laughs) but those are things that can happen it's so easy because again just swipe and go to the next tab and do what you're gonna do and then swipe back when it's your turn which is what i've actually had players tell me before it's like well i mean i was just doing it because it wasn't my turn it's like well it's because we're in the middle of roleplay, you don't really have a turn anymore. But That's a, a huge con, and it kind of goes along with what we were talking about about it. bugs us. Um, the other con is, like Spark said, dissociating. You might get so focused on your device, and not necessarily with your character stats or anything, but with whatever else you're doing on your device, that you're not paying attention to your friends at the table. You're not interacting. And then you're not having fun at D&D either because you're not interacting. I, I've i had the conversation with players before that were like, well, I just don't feel like I do anything at game. You don't. You're not interacting. You're doing something else. You're not paying attention. You're not going to have fun. And that comes down to don't look here, look here.
0: As we're telling you this from your phone
2: <laughs> yeah, don't look down at your phone, look ahead at your fellow players, obviously, if you're playing an online game that's
0: a not, little more
2: it's it's a little different, but going off of in person that's that's things that I've experienced that yeah. definitely are cons to me. I would not say the paper marks are the are the number one pro though.
0: Oh, for me it is
2: <laughs> number 1 is definitely convenience. Like I'm not even going to lie about it. It's I'm lazy. I don't like to carry a bunch of stuff.
0: I think I think my like pencil mark thing came from like when I was in like high school in English. Like we would have to write our papers in pen. Like Any, like, physical paper we had to write, we had to write in pen.
2: That's terrifying, honestly.
0: So it was one of those, like, it kind of just stayed in my mind of, like, because pens are basically permanent. Like, you mess up, you have to start over.
1: Yeah. They made us type. It's interesting that I'm basically a different generation than you, ahead of you. And they made you write in pen, and all of our papers had to be typed.
0: Well, that's if it w- pencil. Well, that was if it was a paper that wasn't like our official, like our like kind of like our big papers of the school year. They had to be typed. Yeah. You didn't have an option yeah. for those. Yeah. But all anything that we time wrote, time. anything that we wrote for like a test, or anything like that, we had to write in pen. Hmm. Yeah.
1: No. No, ours
2: was so. pencil or typed. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, when I handed something in that's handwritten, every single teacher I had was like, what is this? I can't read this. And I'm like, that's how I write.
0: Uh, Yeah, teachers hated my... I write... So I am of the last generation that was taught cursive in school. Full cursive. Not just to sign your name, because that's all they teach now. But my, like, I think my generation, like, my... And, like, maybe, like, the one or two after that, where, like, one of the last ones to learn how to fully write in cursive. And that's what I stayed writing in. I liked it more than print. It's prettier. So, and it looks more professional, in my opinion. Like, cursive just looks more professional.
2: I find that funny because, for me, they stopped teaching it, like, halfway through my
1: school career and i'm older than you that is
0: very interesting well i guess i guess it depends on location then
1: yeah i think it, i think it is a regional thing but
0: i know I now do, they like, stopped teaching me, it now for me there was
1: only one year they went through cursive and it was like you know how to write in cursive moving on we're not teaching yeah. that we're not covering that anymore okay. and i i write to where it's a mixture of cursive and just normal like print I'll do the same right? thing that's I how didn't... i write
2: I do the exact same thing. I'll be writing cursive one second, and all of a sudden, it's print now.
1: No, I take cursive and print, and I interweave them with the letters. Like, one letter oh. of the word will be in print. The next one will be, next two are in cursive, and then another one in print. Like, I kind of, like...
0: It's, I will say it's with... Fucking, it's fucking chaos. It doesn't make like, damn sense. If it's, like, a, like a capital letter... Some of those I will do in print like an s and like q's like no, I'm not going to do the cuz the q has like a little square loop. I'm not going to do that. I just quick and fast.
1: Yeah. I will send y'all a picture of my handwriting at the end Seen of this and you can see how <laughs> I write your name Fox and you'll see what I mean. Probably better um, than
2: I'll write anybody else's name here.
1: My handwriting is
2: awful. Yeah. Um uh, I want to add one more thing. Yeah, go for it, Brand or er, Sparks. I am very surprised that you added pencil marks, but you forgot one thing about writing in pencil: the little eraser nubs that make such a mess everywhere. Mm-hmm. That is the other pro to digital. You, you don't just don't
0: use mess pencils. Mess.
2: <laughs> the shedding. Yes, those those eraser marks. Those I hated more than the, than the. And the pencil
0: marks, I kind of, I kind of, I kind of put like the pencil marks and the eraser marks in the same category. And
1: not marks, but you know those little you are
0: you're, you're talking, when you erase, you get the eraser shedding. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, nah, no. Yeah. A little turd, little
1: turd strings. Looks I like got a fish tiny turds. Yes. A little yeah. fish turds, at least fine.
0: <laughs> those are easy. You can just swipe those away. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay,
2: but I think it bothers me because as an artist, for most of my life, I've yeah. done traditional art. And when you have to erase, it's not a little bit of those. It's not it's a, a lot. little bit. It's like yeah. a page full. Yeah. And when you have to go to swipe, it's kind of like, nobody see me swipe these in the floor. Nobody see me do this.
0: You just do it really yeah. fast and nobody pays Basically attention. Clean
2: those up. Obviously, if you're at home or something, you'd, you know, swipe them in the trash, but, you know, if you're, like, at school, which was most of the time I'm talking about this, or you're somewhere else, it's, like, you can't necessarily easily get to a trash can every ten minutes, so it's, like...
0: Just do it super fast, and nobody can see you, just... and then you're done.
2: Yeah, it's still pet peeve. But, anyway, we get off on a little bit of a tangent. Erica...
1: I don't, I don't care about eraser marks or pencil, so I went a totally different route than y'all did. <laughs> of course, um, of course, it's a love hate relationship for me because I don't like D and D Beyond. I like the books because, and it's nothing. And I get it. I get that it's convenient. I get that it's fast. I I get all of the stuff. I beta tested it and I didn't like it then when they were first starting it out because I, to me, and this is me, and it's very much like, you know, I play video games and I run a business and I use screens all the time. I'm a writer. I write on screens. I'm looking at a screen all the time. I don't want to have to look at a screen with game because I don't to me I associate screens almost in in a negative way sometimes it's almost like you're dis like you said there's a level of disassociation and so when I'm watching people as a DM or as a player and I'm sitting there and we're in the middle of a battle and I look to my right and the person to my right is on their phone and on their laptop scrolling two not one. Two different social media, Facebook on the laptop, Instagram on the phone, it makes me hate having technology at table because the person behind the screen has spent their personal free time prepping that game. And you can't even disconnect from, let's be honest, the BS of social media to pay attention. Don't come. Stay at home and scroll on your 15 screens on social media. Like, I don't, that's my thing. I I don't, I want to be present, right? I teach that in yoga. Yoga is all about being present, learning how to be present. And then it's like we bring screens to the table and the next thing you know, we're not present. Because somebody's on YouTube watching a clip and somebody else is shopping on Amazon, which I have seen at table, or playing an MMO on their gaming laptop at a table, or drawing on their iPad at table. You know, and I get it if you have kids and stuff and, like, you get a phone call and there's a family emergency. Yeah, step away from the table, do that. You got a business, something bad happens. Like, I've had that happen to me. Family member goes in the hospital. Yes, that makes sense. But, like... The just scrolling and de- like, why are you, why do you even come? You can do that at home, but you, what you can't do at home is sit at a table and have an experience with your friends, this storytelling, collaborative experience. You know, you can do all that crap somewhere else on your own time. Cause you're, it's not only the DM it's disrespectful to, it's the other players because you you might make a very important decision that you have no idea what's going on, and then you mess up the whole t- the whole experience for everybody else at the table, which has happened in a game I've been on. Um, that's why I don't really like the screens, <laughs> because I feel like it's a it's a gateway to distraction. Um, I like the flipping through books, I like the diving into it and the rolling on tables that's one reason why i have fallen in love with dungeon uh that fallen kind of out of love with dungeons and dragons and more in love with dungeon Call classic because there is no app it is paper and pencil and a book and you have to flip through the book and you're looking at the book which is considered part of play and rolling on a table for your spell effects and hey, you know, this rule or that role or this equipment or that. And that's part of play versus the other. Um, and now I've heard that they're going to start possibly somebody's working on, like, a website for DCC, and I'm just, like, going to pull my hair out if that becomes a thing because my OSR kind of, like, table that doesn't use screens and they don't touch their screens during game is going to be ruined. Um. I do like some technology at table. I like smoke machines at table. Give fog over terrain. I like the lighting at table. I like uh, animated table maps for battle maps. Yes. I like music at table. I like the idea that if you have some type of disability, if you need to use technology to play, that's great. If it is something that like... It, it gets you to a table in a, a a tool that otherwise you couldn't play. That's awesome. I like that idea. I don't like digital dice because I don't think they roll properly. um but you can always weight your dice, so there's that. Um, and i I get the appeal. I really do, but for me, I see it I see it being a bigger distraction than anything else at table besides maybe crosstalk oh god crosstalk so that's that's for me and maybe you know you've had different experiences maybe people don't do that at your game maybe nobody's sitting there playing a video game while you're at table on their laptop but that's what i've experienced it's in a it's almost like an abuse of the luxury of having it
0: Yeah, uh, I could... The scrolling is something that I think is complete and total bullshit, because... Like, don't get me wrong, there have been sometimes, yes, I have pulled, like, Twitter up, but it's because you get a notification for something, and you're like, what is this about? And you go on there, a couple of seconds, look at it, and then you put it away. Like, you get off of it. Like, I'm not going to spend... 20 minutes scrolling through Instagram or Facebook or Twitter while I'm sitting there trying to have a good time with my friends. Like it's one of those, you pick and choose when to look at it. If it's a quick glance, if it's something that popped up and you're like, Oh, what is this about? Then yeah, I'll like take a quick look. It's a minute or two tops. Nothing that's going to take me fully out of, A game. None of that's going to take me fully out of that mindset. But scrolling endlessly for, like, yeah, just don't go. Just stay home.
1: And I think, and this is my opinion, and I could be wrong about this. I see more of that type of behavior from people who have never DM'd. Yeah. And they don't understand what it's like to spend your personal time and your money depending on if you had to pay for the module, you know, in the system and everything else. And to sit there and it's not like we're stupid. You can see that some, like clearly that person is doing what they're doing. It's pretty obvious, you know, the motions Um, and they're not paying attention. And it's just like, when I get tempted and I open it, I'm like, you know what? This is disrespectful because it pisses me off as a DM. So I'm not going to do it as a player. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that might be part of it.
2: Yeah. I think everyone is guilty of looking at their phone at some point during a game. I'm not innocent. I've checked Messenger and things like that when I know that I've gotten something. But I'm like Sparks and Erica. I know what it's like to DM. And I don't want to be that person that's sitting there not paying attention because I'm focused
1: on... Something that can wait five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually heard a DM talk about how when they notice that happening, something, even if it is not that player's turn, something happens to their character. Like, and then it's like, you know, oh, so-and-so, hey, while y'all were walking down the hallway, you stepped on a trap. Even if they rolled and their character succeeded, on the role to locate that trap. They still step on a trap. Because it's a. Or like an NPC. So like shows up magically. Like pops into existence. And, and or you have a vision. Or you know you get attacked from behind. Or whatever it is. Something happens to their character. To pull them out of it. But then it's like. Is that really on the DM. To pull them out all the time. If it's a consistent problem.
0: You just do something bad enough to them one time and scares them from...
2: (laughs) If that that even works, because they may not get the message that, oh, it's because I wasn't paying attention.
0: Well, and if it doesn't work, you do the same thing again. And you're like, oh, you were distracted. That's why you didn't see it. But my character wasn't... No, but you were.
1: Yeah. Well, and that's why, like, when we switch systems and we go to mask... I've told Sparks this. I don't know if I've told you this, Fox. But that's my table. That's the table rule for me.
2: Yeah. No technology at table. Yeah. Which, in, in Mask, it's not necessary.
1: It's not needed at all. There's no excuse. Like, I mean, the only excuse is I don't like the pencil marks. And I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry about the pencil marks. There's literally nothing on your character sheet you have to erase. The only thing you have to do is tick. So I think you'll be okay, huh? Well,
0: uh, the conditions. There's one we'll just thing. Have to
1: live with <laughs> it's a line. It is a line. Yeah, know like
0: where it's not like line. that much. Like my big thing, like with with Dungeons and Dragons, with that is you have to do it so often with yes. health. You level yeah. up. You have to change a lot equipment. of things. Yes. Yeah. So it's one of those like it, it honestly, it really does depend on the system. Yeah, Yeah. it depends, and that's why
1: that's why I'm making it a rule because of the system. Yeah, because there's no app for it. There's nothing you should be looking at. Everything you need is on a single piece of paper in front of you and your dice. And there are like two dice to the whole game. Like there is no excuse for it. Besides, like, I have kids, and I need to be available if something happens to my kids, so I have my phone with me. And that is totally acceptable. We all have shit, like, you know, that we need to be there for. And game is supposed to be fun. But you're also supposed to be present. Yeah.
2: But there again, checking your phone for a message to see, oh, let me make sure this wasn't my kid, or let me make sure this isn't an emergency, is different from scrolling Facebook, scrolling Twitter. scrolling Instagram. Which
0: we all have pretty much now, what most people have. We have the smartwatches that notify you if you get a message. So you don't even have to pull your phone out. Like, if it's like a message or something, you look, okay, it's not that important. So you don't have to check it then. Is that it for that topic?
2: I think so.
0: I think so. Now we go to the last one, which is Erica's...
2: (laughs) Kind it of following
1: is, the trend of kind of, of the following, last one. Yeah.
0: Kind of, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, this is something that terrifies me, and it's something that I think about every day. Um, I think about this on an economic level. I think about it in a personal level. I think about it affecting video games, which I, I am obsessed with, and brought me to this community. Is AI? I'm terrified for people like Ashley because AI steals art and and makes art, and people are using it in zines and modules and stuff they put out, and and, uh, you know, it it scares me. So basically, um, AI at, in the TTP HPG community, whether it's how it affects DMing, or, I guess we'll focus on just DMing, maybe we can save the other ways, um, like art and stuff for a different day, but for me, it scares me in a way because I've watched this guy. I think it's his YouTube channel is called the AI guy. He has used an AI generator, and it is so scary. Joe Rogan is the dungeon master. Trump, and I'm bad with names. The guy who's like the food guy who's like really mean on Top Chef or Chopped or whatever. Some that shit. Like Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Yes. Jordan Ramsey, Elon Musk, and the other one, Samarash guy, I can't remember his name. Sorry. They have an AI-generated game that is all those people. It has been run through an AI generator. And it sounds like every single one of them, they play characters, they make decisions, they go on a they go on a D&D campaign together. It is all, GI, all AI-generated content. That scares me. Because... It scares me one day somebody's going to be like, here's this app. And it's by Critical Role. And it's an AI-generated Matt Mercer DM. And you can pay a subscription fee for Matt to AI-generate you know, your dungeon and run and respond. And the next thing you know, more technology is at the table. The screen means nothing. There's no in-person DMs. It's a bot. That's what scares me. And I know that might sound paranoid and far-fetched. But it's already a thing with an app. There's already an app that is a dungeon master AI. And it and there's so much content of people like Matt, Dimension Twenty DMs, Matt Colville, like all you know, Dungeon Dudes, all the people, Genie, what is it, Genie D or whatever, all these people who have hundreds and hundreds of hours of content out there of them running games. I could just see somebody doing that.
2: I could definitely see that fear. I don't think Personally, the AI will ever replace a live DM just because AI is AI. AI is not, at least not at this point, advanced enough to know a good response for every single thing and will not always respond if... appropriately.
1: But what if it can? Like, what if in five, ten years it can? And that's where I'm scared it's going to happen.
2: Me, personally, I still don't think that an AI DM is going to replace a live DM. I think it will for people that don't have access to a live DM. Like, let's say there's three of you. None of you knows how to DM. None of you... Okay, cool. AI DM. Or, like, me and... A friend of mine, we used to just do two-person campaigns for the heck of it, so we would get bored. And we took turns DMing. I would have loved to have an AI DM for those times. But at that time, we didn't have it. But I don't think it's ever going to replace a live one. Because there's just... I mean, I've not used an AI DM, so I can't really say for s- for certain. But there's just something about having a living person sitting across from you, telling you what's going on, and responding without the possibility of the errors that an AI would have. I guess it's kind of a lie that I haven't, because I have used AI Dungeon to try and do that, and it was not any good at all.
0: So I kind of <laughs> leave this in like a different light. I don't think it's going to be a problem now for the people that play Dungeons and Dragons now or any tabletop RPG now because people that are playing it now that have these like in person games they play online with other people. I don't think it is going to be an issue for this generation of D D players. I don't think we're going to have to worry about it because we are going to want to still have this, the human, the human contact that we have now. I think what AI generated stuff is going to be, an, is going to be a later down the line, the next generation of D D players or tabletop RPG players. Cause it's going to be more fleshed out. It's going to be more, more readily there. In the future. But by the time it's in the future, we're not going to care about that. We're not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to remember it. We're not going to be able to remember what we were doing. Like is, I don't think we have to worry about it now in 20 years It could be... The tabletop world could be different. It could be completely different. But I can see having an AI for a dungeon master, for people that want to play together, could be great. If it's like what Fox said, if it's three people, none of them know how to DM, none of them want to do it. Having that and you can have a quick game, yeah, it could... You could see how it goes and whenever it doesn't go that well because you don't have that emotion that a human being can give you. It kind of... That can deter you away from that one of you being like, okay, well, one of us is going to have to learn or find somebody that is a DM to play with. But I don't see that as an issue now. I see it as an issue way down the line. I agree.
2: Because I think it's so.
0: still it's still new i mean ai is not new but that this level that we're at right now with ai is not going to be able to make split decisions it's not going to be able to do that in the future yes it will be there's a lot of content they're going to have to scan into this shit for it to be able to work properly and there's a lot of things that they're going to have to research and use and kind of test for it to be what it needs to be for it to be to physically replace a dungeon master
2: and even then with the emotion aspect i really don't think it ever can me personally
1: i i i don't know i think it's more of like that feature that's that feature that worries me as a writer just because i've you know we've seen it in the video game industry right they don't like the side quests right they they've been using ai to generate side quests and put them in video games because they don't have to pay a writer to do it and there's even video game developers that are considering implementing it to where ai like if it's an ongoing game right and you have like daily quests they will use an AI generator to generate daily quests for that, like, MMO. And they don't have to pay a writer to do that. The AI does it. And then it's it it's a slippery slope, right? First, it's, like, the side quest. And then it's the whole campaign. Or, and then it's the art. And then it's the dungeon master. And, you know, and it is one of those things that, like, if they could pull it off, if you could have an app where your dungeon master is, whoever... You know, D and D influencer or whoever it is, if they could make it and they charge you five bucks a month for it, it would. I mean, hell, I mean,
0: the I could. The only thing that I can see with that is, I don't think that we would see it with an issue with celebrity voices. Like those influencers, because they whoever does it that is a legal battle that I would not want to be in.
1: That, like I said, uh, that guy, that AI guy on YouTube, Joe Rogan, Elon Musk, big, those are huge. Here's the thing it's huge. It depends on
2: how they do it, if they put it under parody. That it falls under fair use. Yes,
0: but That's I do I'm not saying. see it for somebody to make money off of it, though, in that aspect of an ad. He
1: monetizes those videos. Yeah, I was about but to if say. it's parody,
0: but if it's parody, it's not something that it's coming up. Yes, it is coming up with it kind of on the fly, but it is yeah. parody. It's not something that an average person has to pay for to use. That Nobody is going to be the legal battle. It. That is going to be the legal battle that I would not want to be a part of because that is going to be because that's technically it's impersonation if you use something to sell something else. But what well, you no,
1: I think you, you're misunderstanding what I'm saying. Darrington Press makes an app says this is Mac. This is Taos.
0: So that's different. This is our you're talking app. about You're talking about them. But if you yes. go with, if it's going to be some other company doing it no, and no, they're no. using about- other celebrities' voices.
1: No, I'm talking about them. They make it. They run it through. They want you to, you know, and this is all hypothetical. Like, oh, you know, I'm Jeannie D. You would, wouldn't you would love to sit at a game with me? Now you can. It's five ninety nine a month on my app. Dimension Twenty, Abrea, Brian Gar, Brennan, all of them—they all make one, and they, it's the—you've always wanted to play with me. Now you can from the comfort of your own home. People would buy it, and they would replace people like me. I am nowhere near the caliber of them as a DM. And oh, what no, no, you're pretty good. <laughs> no, I'm no, no I can't. I, you can't. I can't compete with those people. I am not delusional. That's what I'm saying. That c- maybe it could be an option, if AI is smart enough, if they develop it enough.
2: I mean, I can definitely see the worry. I mean, it's like you said with the with the art community. That's currently a worry because AI is getting better with it. But I truly don't think it's ever going to fully place. the human element. I'm I'm gonna stick by that argument. I, I just hope not. I just don't think it will, because AI just, it it doesn't seem like it's ever going to have that emotion that a human does. Because, think about it, you have an AI DM, bot and it's going to make logical decisions based on what you do and what it knows. You have a human, yeah, they're going to make logical decisions, but they're also going to be like, oh, this is going to kill them. I'm going to drop its HP like 20 so they have a chance. The AI is not going to do that. The AI is going to be like, Nope, here's the thing that you messed with that you shouldn't have messed with. Or it may not create as in-depth stories for these players as the DM will. I just don't think it's going to be as engaging. Just like the artwork is not generally as good. Like there's some okay ones, don't get me wrong. But to get that one okay piece, you have to go through like a hundred crappy ones. Oh, yeah. And I know that because I've got a couple of players that flood my inbox with images like, Here, here's, here's NPC ideas. And it's all AI generated and they're great and I use them. But they will legitimately tell me it took me 50 tries to get this one piece. So things like that are why I don't think AI can replace the human element.
1: I hope it doesn't. Maybe I'm paranoid, but it—it's something that I do think about. I think about it, like as, as a job. I think about it, you know. And it's not just writing. It's—it's it's so many things it can replace. You know, I've seen people saying that basically chat B- GBT or whatever could basically replace every secretary there is in a uh in an office at this point.
2: Being a secretary slash receptionist for an office, I don't think that's true. <laughs>
1: chat- and I don't know. Like I'm not a tech bro, I don't know how all that works. It's just everything that I hear and I see about it, it just makes me Worry about that future, that robotic future, right, where we're just constantly being replaced with AI here and there, and where does everybody go, and how does it affect the economy and us as humans?
2: Definitely a worry to have. I do think you're right about that, that eventually we're all going to go to a world where everybody has to work with something with technology, for the most part. Because a lot of jobs are going to be done by an AI. Or they're going to be automated. I I do think that's true. I don't think it's necessarily going to be the secretary because ChatGPT can't answer because they can't greet all it can do is sit there and write things. For the moment. For the moment. But I do think eventually it will get to where probably it can answer a phone more effectively and tick every single person off that calls that line because let's be honest even you in the comments who likes getting robo call or getting the robo answering machine when they call a company who among you always gets that robot and says i want to speak to a human until you get one i'm that person i can't stand talking to robots and i do it all day long calling companies for insurance and it's just like and talk to a human and talk to a human
0: you just get representative yeah it's like thank god you're human representative nope. i
1: just i say either one and I, I just refuse i just say human 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 it's exactly they do human
2: exactly <laughs> i do my the same point. thing exactly my point that just leads me to my point of not fully
1: it just it it's one of those like I guess like far fetched topics, right? It's like in the way future, like like Sparks was saying, it might not be our generation or the next generation or whatever, but like it's we don't know. Like you think fifty years ago of how the table was different when all of this started. People weren't live streaming. They weren't using computers. Like the difference between the way it is now versus the way it was then you know t- mm. how much it's changed in another 50 to 200 years how m- I, that's one reason why i hate that idea of like dying is because i want to see what video games look like in 200 years well like, maybe we're going to go
2: <laughs> maybe before that happens they'll figure out how to put heads in jars
1: I'm hoping that they will be able to put my consciousness in some robotic body and I can continue on and see what happens.
0: It's gonna be That's- it's gonna be the nerve gear from Sword Art Online. That's the future of video games. Where you put a headgear on and you lay down in your bed and you get put into that world.
1: So
2: bad I for mean, your body. So I mean bad. Barring the you get trapped in the world and you die if you take the headset off, that would be cool. Not gonna. Yeah,
1: lie. that's so, what it's ready coming player to. Player one. Yeah,
0: that's what it's going to. I mean,
1: but that's the thing. Like, ever no nobody probably thirty years ago thought that that's where video games would be going. They never thought that one day that's how it was going to be. They always thought it's going to be this controller and you know online gaming. And now we have Xbox Game Pass and everything's so different. And now it's like, oh, you just put the headset set on and you lay down for fifteen hours and you're in a different world. And you forget about the one you actually exist in. It's like disassociation to like an extreme level. Yeah.
2: yeah.
0: But how cool would it be though for you to actually run around in like Horizon Zero Dawn, like that world or like oh in Gotham City? I can't.
1: I can't because <laughs> I get motion sickness. But you I wouldn't can. get I, motion sickness though. I, I get motion sickness from VR. I do. No, the, but, but that's I, the thing. Okay, but in the perfect um, world, you wouldn't.
0: No, but that's the thing though with these headsets, it's you don't
1: i have I have had one.
0: No, they but made it's, me sick. but it's not like that though. Like in that, it sends everything to your brain. You don't move around in the real world. It's everything it yeah, shoots everything into your brain. your
1: brain. Yeah, oh, I froze.
0: Yeah, you're frozen. Yeah, I was
1: going to say, I think Fox is frozen. Or she's just, like, really hardcore holding a, holding a pose.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, on that note, as cameras malfunction, I think that's it for all of our topics today. I think so. I think so. Let us know
1: what you think about AI DMs. What's the future?
0: Let us know your thoughts on the topics that we talked about today. And if you have any topics you would like us to talk about in a future video, you should totally leave them in the comments. Just go back and watch all of our other videos so that way you don't say a topic we've already talked about. No, I'm just kidding. You can do that, but we'll just scroll past that. We'll just scroll past it. So, yeah. But well,
2: thank you for your suggestion. And no, we won't, that you because suggest- you've
0: already done it. And we're just going to scroll on past it. Delete the comment. Just kidding. Maybe.
1: Delete the comment.
2: Look, comments are good for the algorithm. Just do it.
0: But, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Hit
1: yeah. the...
0: <laughs> like, comment, yeah. and subscribe. If you're on Hit our YouTube little, channel. Hit the little
1: bell and... I'll oh, smash that stuff or whatever everybody says. <laughs> smash that like button. But uh Hi guys, I'm back with another video. Smash that like button. Let's go.
0: But that is where we'll end the today session. So it's been Sparks Valentine, Foxfire, and Erica Nerdy Yogi. Bye. 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 Hey guys, it is Sparks here. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Dyson Dish. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. Uh, if you did make sure if you're ever on our YouTube channel to hit that subscribe button, also hit the like and comment on maybe some topics you want us to talk about in a later video. Um, If you're on Apple Music or Spotify, make sure to hit that subscribe button to know whenever a new episode comes out. Uh, Our next episode is going to be out on October 20th at 12 p.m. CST. And I think that's it really for announcements. Um, Make sure that you... uh, follow ragnaborg on twitter and look up adriana's tower on kickstarter so uh yeah and i hope you guys have a great rest of your day bye